Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Mike. And we're lost in Sunnydale Stacks. This is the Sunnydale Stacks, where every other week we immerse ourselves in the world of Sunnydale, California, and review two episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This week, we're dusting off I Only Have Eyes for You and Bad Eggs. You mean go fish? Fuck. <laughs> this week... <laughs> uh, okay. They're similar. They're like just kind it's of like a caviar would would cover them both. Yeah, there you no. go. Sure. Uh, this week we're dusting off. I only have eyes for you and go fish. Mm, so, you mean twos? Ah, damn it! Yeah. Uh, do you have any jacks? Uh yeah, two of them. Here you go. Mm, do you have any eights? Oh, sure. Uh, do you have any nines? Oh, yeah, I got one. Awesome. Do you have any tens? Uh, yeah, I do. Wow. You know. Awesome. Uh, so do you have any of Angel Soul? Go fish. <laughs> now let's head into the Sunnydale stacks and open the books on I Only Have Eyes for You. Franz, mm-hmm. when nice-looking Ben asks Buffy yeah. to the Sadie Hawkins dance. Well, asks her to ask him. Which is adorable. I think dance. I like it. <laughs> I, I think that's adorable. Yeah. So you should probably ask me to the Sadie Hawkins dance. Aww. Did you guys have a Sadie Hawkins dance? I, I, I think we had something. It wasn't called Sadie Hawkins for some weird... Turnabout? Yeah, yeah, Turnabout. That's what we called it, yeah. yeah. But it always felt like... We can't call it Sadie Hawkins. Like it was somehow like I don't know where that Sadie comes Hawkins. from. I remember hearing the story of it. It's like it's an old cartoon character. Oh, okay, but like from any other history I've heard, I don't see why it would be like outrageous to have a Sadie Hawkins stance as opposed to t- calling it Turnabout. Maybe they just thought it sounded too country or something. Sure, I don't know. Uh, yeah, we had Turnabout, but for me, it wasn't any different because usually I ask the guy to the dance anyway. So it's just like, so this is another one where it's definitely going to be my job. <laughs> Fine. It was cooler because this was the more casual dance. Mm-hmm. Like our homecoming was all long, sleek dresses. And then prom was like big, poofy dresses. Yeah. So this was the one where it's like, you can wear a knee length drink dress and it's fine. So really the, the different dances were just about dress length. Everything is always just about the dress. I mean, that's all practice for when you get married, and it's all just ah. about the dress. And then you have your funeral, and it's all about the dress you're wearing <laughs> at the wake. I wonder what dress I'm going to wear to my funeral. <laughs> uh, so Buffy's not feeling up to dating yet, and lets him off the hook. Uh-huh. I can see why, if for nothing else, that then that he kind of dresses like Xander, and that seems weird. We know that's not her type. Yeah, and it sure. seems like... Okay, I'm, I'm getting over a tough breakup. You look like one of my good platonic friends. This also, is not changing my mind. 
we've never seen this guy before. So theoretically, yeah. Buffy doesn't know him that well. Yeah. So it's like this rando guy that asks you to ask him to the dance. And you're like, I, I mean, who are you again? That's weird. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's her old army buddy. <laughs> uh, so Willow encourages her to be impulsive. After all, love doesn't always have to be painful. It could be nice. Aw, like her and Oz. Um, I did notice in this scene, there were several people wearing very metallic outfits. Hmm. And I asked myself, why is everyone wearing metallic outfits at the bronze? And then I thought, oh, I just answered my own question. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> It's a theme club. We yeah. never noticed this before. <laughs> yeah, it's just they're, they're out like strict on enforcing the theme, but like you get a drink discount if you wear yeah. something that looks kind of shiny or bronze like. <laughs> I was thinking this is um, it's like their their shtick is like you know come to the bronze where we'll bronze your shirt. <laughs> That would be terrible. <laughs> then you're just shirtless at the club carrying around a giant hunk of metal. <laughs> Uh, so smash cut to the high school where a couple is fighting. She's breaking it off, saying that she doesn't love him. Mm. He doesn't believe her oh. and points a gun at her. Yikes. Buffy arrives just in time. She knocks the gun out of his hands and beats him up. Yeah. Um, did I miss why she's at the school? I assumed it was to talk to Giles. Okay. I mean, she's just at the school at night all the yeah. time. So. It just seemed very weird that it was like, well, I guess I, it's convenient I'm here. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe there was like some bit in the Willow scene that I just missed on my rewatch. I feel like there was but... something about she was leaving the bronze. Be like, I better yeah. go check on Giles. Yeah. It just, I don't know. It doesn't feel very set up. It, so that when it happens, it feels a little jarring. Like, why are you here too? She's everywhere. <laughs> So when it's over, the couple has no idea why they were even fighting, and the gun has disappeared. Uh-oh. Supernatural. I love the effect on that was actually pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and this, of course, is the scene that introduces um, great character actor John Hawks, also a janitor doing something in the Sunnydale <laughs> School. So he Ridiculous. can't last long because nope. <laughs> he's actually working. Spoiler alert, he doesn't make it through the episode. Well, I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't die, but I doubt he's coming I mean, back to work. Yeah, no, we're not going to see him again. Uh, the next morning, Buffy is called into Snyder's office. Despite the couple and the janitor backing her up, yeah. he's blaming her for some reason. Because she stinks of lies. I mean, there's deodorant for that. <laughs> I, I mean, this is a, another example of like why I actually really dislike Snyder, because mm-hmm. I feel like there's no... His hatred of Buffy is so absolute mm-hmm. to a ridiculous point of view. There's nothing it's, to back he's up. He's like his a feelings. zealot about hating this one student. Right. When there's I mean, like almost every single time he quote unquote catches her doing something mm-hmm. or it comes down on her for burning a school gym, which didn't happen at this school. <laughs> um it, it's just ridiculous and not mm-hmm. I don't know. He's a fascist, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Although, I mean, granted, we do find out um, that he he definitely knows a little bit more about what's going on in Sunnydale. But it's not like that irrational to think she is involved in a lot of bad things that are going down, even though like somebody a little more level headed would clearly see, oh, but she's trying to do the right thing in most of these occasions, if not all of them. But there is kind of the evidence of, well, if you're the one that's always around these fires, maybe you're the one starting the fires. Sure. Even if I never actually catch you starting a fire. Yeah. And I I mean, we'll say like at some point, I mean, she gets caught like skipping class a lot, which Mm -hmm. 
is, I mean, probably not the worst thing anyone did in my high school, but it's probably the worst thing I was aware of at that point. Uh, so he steps away and a yearbook falls off the shelf. No human being would stack books like that. What is that from? I know what that's. Ghostbusters. Yes, it is. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I was like, that sounds so familiar. And I, I like how it like Buffy doesn't seem that interested that a book just came off the shelf. I mean, I I, I think that part of her is like that could have been gravity, gravity, maybe. But I mean, you know, there's a Hellmouth. You know, there's like ghosts yeah. and demons and stuff. This is sunny. Just check Dale. it out. Like, just you know, yeah. like pick up the book. I mean, she does check, flip like, through it, doesn't she? Eventually, but it doesn't seem like she's like, oh, I better get on this. She's like, I guess I'll check that out. Yeah. I guess she's just like distraught by being again taken to the principal's office to get yelled at for something that wasn't bad. This might sound kind of dumb, but like if there's a ghost in the school, it wouldn't surprise her. And there's no yeah. immediate evidence that it's like a malicious. Right. Yeah. I'm sure there's ghosts all over Sunnydale. Yeah. Willow is teaching the computer class like 100 percent. She's the actual teacher mm-hmm. at this point. And like she gets confirmed as, like, oh, you're going to be the actual teacher for the rest of the semester. I mean, I would totally back up uh, if someone's like, you're coaching this team. That makes sense to me. Like, Mm -hmm. you're not really teaching. You don't need necessarily a college degree Mm -hmm. to be a coach. Yeah. Although, I mean, it might be one of those classes where it's not, it's, it's more of, I forget the word for it, but you don't get credit for it, but it's just like... Are you thinking of independent study? Yeah, kind of something like that, maybe. Okay. I was thinking that, like, for Willow, like, do you have people your senior year that were taking college courses? Mm. Like, they would leave school to go to the community college. And, like, for Willow, this could kind of be that. Like, look, we'll give you Mm. AP credit for this. But she's a junior. That'd be early. Yeah, but she knows the most about computers. That's true. So she's using Ms. Callender's lesson plans from the computer angel set on fire. Well, there's an I in doing research for this episode and past episodes. There's like it's almost like the level of who actually shot JFK level of what actually burned when uh, Angel because threw the computer definitely down. Definitely, the computer part is definitely on the desk, yeah. underneath the monitor, and he knocks both of those off. But then, yeah, but she says she gets the files from the computer, but. Then did Jenny not save the files on the computer just on the floppy and printed them out? That seems like a weird thing to do when you're like, "Ooh, I got this great information. Let me store it on the floppy disk. The most secure way to store information. Not the, not just the, I'm not talking about the spell. Yeah. I'm talking about like her lesson plans. Yeah. But that's what if, if Willow can access all of her lesson plans, wouldn't the thing that Jenny did on the computer to get the spells also be oh, on there? Oh, that's, I didn't even consider that. I was focused solely on yeah. the lesson plan at this so there, point. So there's like this whole like web of like people saying like, no, it's this and this means this and that means that. And it's just like, I don't care. I'm just going to call it a plot hole. Yeah. Let's just think that, you know, it was, it was the late 90s computers just seemed mysterious enough nobody thought to question it it was witchcraft i don't know i don't know (laughs) no pagan her computer is magical yeah it had like a a fingerprint idea where that file could only be accessed if you used your fingerprint that's super fancy yeah yeah for still using floppy disks (laughs) (laughs) well the fingerprint scanner was about the size of a room there yeah so the, this is, I think, mostly in there. So we get the line about, like, I also found a bunch of stuff on mm. witchcraft and paganism, and I'm checking it out. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, the necklace. Necklace? The Or the little, the, the trinket that Willow gives to Giles. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, poor Giles. 
What's the name of Zhao's girlfriend in season four? Oh, I don't remember. Are those the only two love interests he has in the seven years of the series? I mean... Oh, there's Joyce. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There's I could, I could have seen that work out. I actually could have. Yeah. I mean, it would have been weird for Buffy because it's like, yeah, you're kind of like my dad, but I want you to like be my dad. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be weird. Uh, in history class, Buffy's learning about the New Deal when she dozes off or hallucinates or has a vision... Yeah, somehow there's a flashback. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, she's the Slayer. She's in touch with whatever. Prophetic dreams. Something's yeah. going on. Uh, she's back in 1955. where the kids- Oh, I couldn't tell what decade that flashback was in. They didn't hammer it in at all. <laughs> I had to do research to find that out. Yeah, I know. They were real it's subtle about cut. it. Yeah. Uh, so it's 1955. The kids are excited for the Sadie Hawkins dance. And a boy's student is holding hands with his female teacher. Uh Buffy snaps back to the present day where her teacher writes on the chalkboard, don't walk away from me, bitch. (laughs) Which is exactly what the Mm gun-toting dude said last night. Okay, my favorite part of the scene is the one extra who just says, did you see what he wrote? (laughs) And it's just like, yes. yes, We're all all that. We're all all looking. That's, we don't need that little bit of dialogue to, to clear the audience in like, oh, they all saw something that he wrote and it was inappropriate. What if this isn't mystical? Do you ever do the thing where you're thinking you're thinking about something and like typing at the same time or thinking about something to write at the same time and you start writing down what you're thinking? What is that guy like thinking? Of, is he yeah. just going through like a horrible divorce at the time? Like, yes. don't walk away from me, bitch. Yep. I mean, uh, the <laughs> new deal. Totally unrelated. Yep. <laughs> It would be funny if this episode, like halfway through it, just turned out, no, this is just a big series of coincidences. There's just a bunch of people going through horrible relationship shit in the school. Yeah. <laughs> I do like this. I like the way that the episode sets up mm-hmm. this repetitive pattern. Yeah. It takes a while to mm-hmm. really establish this is exactly what's going yeah. on. But this moment right here, I think, is the first time when you realize, like, oh, this is okay. Yeah. Don't walk away from me. Like, they, the lines in there are so memorable. Mm-hmm. And I think purposely overdramatic, yeah. which is what makes them memorable, that it sticks out about like, this isn't some random thing he's mm-hmm. writing on the blackboard. This is specifically what yeah. that dude screamed at that girl. And mm-hmm. I think part of it is the fact that this show does not use profanity lightly, mm-hmm. especially the B word. Like, it's a feminist show. Yeah. It, this word is specifically reserved for misogynistic assholes, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. You know it's a bad guy if he calls a woman a bitch. Mm-hmm. I don't care if she's being a bitch. <laughs> yeah. And it also shows, yeah, the, the time period difference, too. Where, sure. It, granted, it's still not like he was just casually like, oh, hey, bitch. Uh, it was like still in anger, but <laughs> it was like martini. that wasn't the craziest thing to yell at somebody sure. back in that time. It was like, if you're angry at a woman, it was kind of just okay to say that. Right. <laughs> well, you don't agree with that? You don't want to go No, I'm rolling my like eyes this? because like... I mean, kind of not really, because nowadays people use it casually just to refer yeah. to a woman. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of like female friends use it a lot as like a term of endearment, which is always right. weird to me. I can't do that. Have we yeah. talked about how I can't do that? I don't think so. Not on the podcast, I don't think. Okay, so I have, I don't even know how else to put this, a really terrible sense of humor. Things that I think are funny, nobody else thinks is funny. <laughs> so I have a consistent problem where I will crack a joke and I just get like blank stares and sometimes angry glares in response. And the the best example of this is when I try to like playfully call someone a name or playfully like rib someone. Like I can make jokes at my expense. 
And like, I can make all the blonde jokes in the world I want. Mm -hmm. And people know that I'm joking. If I like, and with a girlfriend, I say something like, you bitch. Oh my God. Biggest fight in the world. (laughs) Everyone always thinks I'm being serious. Like in what world would I ever be serious? (laughs) It would be such like a weird thing of like, you're just hanging out for no reason. You're a bitch. Yeah, I know, right? I th- I'm going to blame my resting bitch face uh, because I just facially. I don't as opposed I'm- to Willow has a, a resting witch face. Mm. Get it? Yes. I would have said Miss Calendar, but, you know, too soon. Oh. And she's resting. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> Um. So Xander thinks this is all pretty tame until a mummy hand reaches out from his locker <laughs> and tries to drag him back in. Now, this really veers off the path yeah. of the like pattern mm-hmm. of the poltergeist. Yeah. And it's I, that I think is a little muddled that we have this pattern that the yeah. ghost keeps repeating. Then we also have this generic poltergeisty stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I don't mind it too much because none of like the generic poltergeisty stuff, this is probably the closest it gets to like being really powerful with that where it feels like most of the other stuff is kind of faint. Like I just made you write something or I made a book fall. This is where it gets kind of like, Ooh, that seems kind of powerful for just like residual stuff Mm -hmm. as opposed to the pattern thing. I like that that has like a really big power because that's the traumatic impact of it. And it helps with the story structure. Yeah. This is as close as that gets to really bothering me in this episode. Yeah. So Buffy reopens the locker. There's no hand, but there is. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? A voodoo doll hanging by the neck. <laughs> Stop everything. I, th- I think that 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 we now know why there was a zombie hand coming out. That was unrelated to the ghost shit. Xander's yeah. just doing some weird voodoo shit in his locker. <laughs> Who the fuck is he hanging from his locker? I don't know. I hope it's Angelus. Anybody yeah. else, it's not okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't be like practicing voodoo on the Hellmouth where like even if you're not doing it correctly, it might still work. They're not even talking about it. They don't. Buffy is not like, what the fuck is in your locker? Yeah. It's just a hanging corpse. Yeah, that's that's a weird like production design thing that I'm sure somebody's like, oh, this will be like a fun thing to put in there. Like, no, this it's is the, weird. Yeah, one it, of the writers is distracting. Like, I hung this in my locker when I was in high school. They're like, stop. Wait, did we do a background check on that guy? <laughs> not a thing just put in the background without explanation. No, <laughs> he might need some help. <laughs> Call the school counselor. Giles uh, deduces that this is all due to a poltergeist. It probably has some unresolved issue that's mm-hmm. keeping it here. Yeah. Know, typical. Typical ghost stuff. Yeah. Um, I do like the line in this where uh, Giles very excitedly says, Loch Ness monster? Oh, locker monster. <laughs> yeah, I did like that. <laughs> what if Nessie was in the locker? Yeah, it would just be like... I a think Loch Giles Ness locker monster. Oh, uh, I would just love like how how Giles would then have to try to justify like how is the Loch Ness monster here? How would it be attacking people? Hell no! But like it's a waterborne creature. It's in the pool. I think the pool is a little crowded. We'll see that <laughs> next know, episode. Right? There's a lot of stuff in there. Uh, that night, a teacher is leaving as the school's only janitor mm-hmm. that works is cleaning John up. Hawks. He's actually okay. So who is this guy? What did he? John Hawks. Uh, I know him best from Deadwood. He was great in Deadwood. He's done okay. like a lot of character stuff. Um, he was in the sessions, which uh, cross promotion was mentioned in the uh, Twister episode of Hey, Do You Remember? Nice. Um, but yeah, he's just like a guy you you'll see in a lot of stuff. Um, and you know, he's a wiry, weaselly kind of looking guy, but with like sweet eyes. He so. has a very good character look. Yeah. 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 So he's in a lot of stuff. Um, Deadwood, I think, is like his his big claim to fame. Cool. 
Their conversation is polite and civil until it devolves into the same exact fight the couple had the previous night. I love the transition where it just goes, oh, miss, drops the mop and just like, why did you leave me? And goes yeah. into like the intense thing. I love that transition. And I love that they got kind of an overqualified actor to do that part because that transition works so well. Yes. I will say that all the couples mm-hmm. do this fight so well. And yeah. I would love to know how they got it so similar mm-hmm. because you can't just read that script and have everyone read it the same way. Like, I don't yeah. know if they had the um, actual 1955 couple do it first and then mm-hmm. have everyone else watch it and be like, yeah. okay, do that. But even so it didn't feel like just a copy. It actually mm-hmm. felt emotionally really real. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting because if that hadn't been the case, if they had been very dissimilar, in some ways, then I feel like it, the episode just wouldn't work because it would be like, right. oh, I guess that's kind of the same kinda, thing that yeah. happened. But yeah, that it's very recognizable, this whole choreography of it, the intonation of mm-hmm. every single line, uh, just all very recognizable. And even though like, I know that they're not really feeling these words and mm-hmm. it's just a spell, it is effective. Like, the, yeah. I mean, they... It totally seems like they're feeling those emotions. And I'm really scared for these people every time. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm, yeah. I'm scared for the woman. I'm scared that the guy's going to do something bad that yeah. he doesn't actually mean to do. Um, the stakes are very high here. Yeah, and it's really good suspense, especially once you get the first one out of the way. Then you know what's going to happen each time it happens. Right. And the fact that it's so recognizable means that the tension can escalate because you recognize it's getting closer and closer. And if mm-hmm. something doesn't come to stop this right now, then this person's going to be dead and the other person's going to, you know, run off. And we eventually find out, kill themselves. But sure. yeah. And I also think like this is another example of even though guns will often look silly in Buffy mm-hmm. because this is mixed with magic. Yeah. And it's an old fashioned gun. I feel like sure. revolvers don't look yeah. as out of place. Yes, correct. If you have, like, a, a shiny Glock, like, no, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so the teacher is dumping the janitor for his own good. They can't be together. He doesn't care about a normal life. He just wants her. A, we see the uh, gun appear in his hand. Yeah. That was actually a really good effect for yeah. the time. Like, it, it doesn't look super hokey like every other CGI effect in pretty much all of Buffy. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they don't. Even by season seven, yeah. I just feel like they didn't have a budget for no, like no. the good cgi yeah like no tv show in the late 90s to early 2000s had the budget for good cgi i mean i'll say even to this point like agents of shield mm-hmm. uses a lot of cgi and it's not great no it's not it's not movie level or if it is it's like it seems like rushed movie level yeah or- like i don't know what the difference is between Movie CGI mm-hmm. and TV. I don't know if it just it takes more people to get the amount of detail you need, yeah. or more time that a, C, a TV show mm-hmm. doesn't have. I always just think figure that there's different like tiers of artists, and yeah. you can't afford the really good artists for yeah. TV. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not sure the, the technical element. I'm sure somebody uh, listening might know better, but yeah, or or it might even be literally like the kind of software and computers that you use to make yeah, the better stuff. Sure, it's just like it's so expensive and time consuming that you have to do it a little bit on the on the lower end. Right, but this is good. Yeah, Giles is in the library and hears this commotion. Comes mm-hmm. running, he investigates and sees the janitor shoot the teacher. <gasps> As the janitor makes a run for it, Giles tackles him. Yeah. I really like Giles' instincts on the whole here because, Mm -hmm. like, when he comes running out, I think he's going to, like, jump into the hallway and be like, What are you doing? 
But he's smart. He immediately ducks because mm-hmm. someone has a gun. Yeah. And then tackles him to disarm him. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I mean, that's just smart. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, and he's not, like, a super trained guy. He's got, like, a little bit of watcher training to, like, take care of himself a little bit. But he's not trained against guns. Right. And so he knows, like... I have to choose my moment. I can't just go running at this guy with a gun or else I'll get shot and that woman's going to get shot too. So I, I would just be, you know, causing myself to die for no good reason. Right. Again, I think my instincts here would just be to run at the hallway and be like, what's going on? And then I'd be shot and dead. <laughs> End of season. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Angel has found some new digs, this huge mansion thing. I forget how much I miss this set piece until I see it. I'm like, oh, yeah, the mansion. Aww. Uh, although I feel like the f- this first scene with it, it doesn't look as impressive as it looks later on. I'm not sure if sure. Like, it wasn't finished yet or something, but it seems like they don't it. It doesn't seem like a big mansion in this first scene. It seems like, it's oh, here's just the garden. Yeah. Like, here's the front lawn of this giant mansion. I like all of Spike's comments about oh, it. Like, yeah, it'd yeah, be a really great garden to die from the sun in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Catch on fire. Sounds great. Yeah. Oh, I love bitchy wheelchair Spike. I know. I wish it was, he was somehow incapacitated again and was just in a wheelchair later on. I know. I mean, like, again, he's the sense of humor that, like, these mm-hmm. melodramatic scenes need. And between, yeah. like, like, Drusilla's great when she's, like, funny crazy mm-hmm. uh, and talking to Miss Edith. When, and <laughs> But, like, she can get overly dramatic, like, when mm-hmm. she has these, you know, brain-splitting visions. Mm-hmm. And, like, Angel tends to be overly dramatic. Yeah. So when you get this guy being, like, Super sarcastic and um, really blunt. Yeah. Very, very kind of like a, a punk rock aesthetic, yeah. even though he kind of predates punk. So maybe he was the inspiration for punk that he it. then used the style of, well, I'm breaking my own mind here. I'm blowing my own mind. <laughs> well, don't do that. Put the gun down. <laughs> oh, I'll get out of the music room. <laughs> Uh, so the janitor slash teacher fight has the same MO as the student couple fight. Mm-hmm. They have no reason to be fighting. The gun disappeared. Giles has figured it out. It must be Jenny. Oh, why? Giles. He's just like, it's so clear. Like he's so not thinking clearly. I mean, it like, makes the gun is no... insignificant. Well, what? No, like it's very like clearly this the the mummy hand is insignificant. Yeah. That means nothing. Yeah, that could be any dead person. Right. The I mean, if this is a repeating pattern, mm-hmm. that's the important part. Yeah. And like I get that like Jenny has recently died in the school. Mm-hmm. It's a sunny deal. A lot of people have died in that school. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, there's a lot. And like that's I, I know it's just because he misses her so much, even if it means like she's an evil ghost, he still wants to like contact her again. But it's also kind of shitty to think, yeah, Mike's girlfriend, she's probably like a murder ghost now. Right. That's a, that's the other thing is I would, I mean, Willow says it so perfectly later on is Jenny wouldn't do this. Yeah. Like, even if she were pissed, it would be more like she'd be hanging out in the library trying to be like, Giles. I'm just knocking his books down. Yeah. I don't realize I'm dead. Come make out with me. <laughs> Willow does a quick computer search and finds a shooting that matches the pattern. A student and teacher were having an affair. Oh. When she tried to break it off the night of the Sadie Hawkins dance, <gasps> he shot her and then went into the music room and shot herself. Ooh. I kinda... shot, shot himself. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, he, he didn't change genders in the music room and then kill himself. <laughs> be amazing. Yeah. That would, that'd be a whole other element. It's like, why is that in there? Ta-da. Um, uh, but 
But I think my only big logic problem with this episode, I feel like if there was that kind of a crazy thing that happened, even if it's, you know, 40 years ago, I would know about that. If that kind of crazy thing happened in my school. I would understand. Like in Sunnydale, a lot of crazy things happen. Yes. But like, but this is one that it's not like nobody would have covered it up because it was, you know, vampires. And no one did. Like, it's yeah. in the newspaper. It's in the newspaper. It's something that, like, I feel like I would know if there was something that crazy that happened. Not just, like, a teacher was having an affair with a student, but that it ended in a murder-suicide. That's a huge story. I feel like that would be, like, lore handed down generation to generation in a high school. The logic part that confuses me mm-hmm. is why now? Like, I get, I get Sadie Hawkins mm-hmm. that I get. Yeah. This isn't the 40-year. I mean, like, 40 years is a weird amount of time. This is the 42 43 year anniversary? the age of the teacher um because I mean, it, it was 1955 and this is yeah. about 1998 so the 43 year 97 right the show started in 97 we're on season two. Oh yeah yeah it's probably yeah it's the it would be the year changeover right now it's 43 oh. years difference does this happen every year because that i think is a big deal yeah then people would definitely start to notice and also buffy and was in this school mm-hmm. this time last year. Willow well, and maybe, Xander have been in this school two other years. Mm-hmm. Do they not do a Sadie Hawkins dance every year? Maybe not. Maybe this is the first time they've done a Sadie Hawkins dance since because like for the longest time you couldn't do a Sadie Hawkins dance because everyone associated with this murder or suicide that happened. So maybe this is the first time they've had the Sadie Hawkins dance back and that's why it's kind of triggered the ghost to come back. That I mean, that I could accept. Yeah. That's the only thing that I'm like, why now? Yeah. This can't be a yearly thing. I mean, I, I could make an argument that made the Hellmouths more active since they tried to open it and there's been more activity in the last year that maybe that's fed the ghosts more, that kind of thing. But I think, yeah, the best explanation is there just hasn't been a Sadie Hawkins dance till this year. Yeah. Here's the other logical thing. that I, It's not like it's a problem. I just don't know how I feel about this. Mm-hmm. Teacher-student relations. Yeah. I feel like this was a really hot issue when I was in high school, or maybe when yeah, I was in junior was. high. Uh, <laughs> oh. um, I feel like there were a lot of famous examples of this mm-hmm. when we were... Mary Kay. Adolescent. Yeah. Oh. So it's interesting that, like, in this episode, I feel sorry for this couple. Mm-hmm. They seem like they're very much in love, and society won't accept that. Mm-hmm. So I'm made to feel sympathetic for them and the other part of me is like yeah but it's still kind of gross like there's still a major age difference and you're in a position of power over this student Mm -hmm. so it's not necessarily like i find this a problem it just makes me have all these conflicting feelings about like i don't know where to come down on that i kind of i kind of like that it feels it makes it gives it an air to me more of of like a classic tragedy in that sense of like mm. this was doomed from the start no matter what right yeah um it's just something that could never have worked and the the big tragic thing about it at the end is that she sees it probably because she's older and more mature right and he doesn't see that like no this would never work and that's why he ends up going like into this homicidal rage. She's like, but no, you're just rejecting me because you're not strong enough. It's like, no, honey, this isn't going to work. Don't shoot me. Ah, right. Yeah. So that's, that's the, the tragic element that I actually kind of like about it. Whereas if it was just two students, 
it would just be like, oh, that guy's just an asshole. Right. No, I mean, absolutely, yes. Um, and it's that aspect of it that does make me feel sympathy for them. It's, I mm. never have watched this episode and go, ah, oh, gross. <laughs> you know, you watch something going like, oh, they really do love each other. Yeah. And they're, you know, that kind it's of thing. Just, they, yeah. Um, but it's like, I can't go as far to say like, this is why like student teacher relations should be okay. Like, no, no, no. no. Uh, so this actually, well, not the murder part. Student teacher uh, relationship happened in my high school. <gasps> Me too. Really? Yeah. See, this was a bigger deal than we were adolescents. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I will say that in my mm-hmm. school's case, it actually did have a happy ending. Yeah. They, uh, once she graduated, they got married, and I think they're on, like, three kids now. Whoa. In addition to the, like, two he had from his previous marriage. Wow. Yeah. So, hey, if he if they had just kept it under wraps, yeah. they could have waited till he graduated, and then wow. it all could have been happy times. That's so crazy. Um, yeah, mine was just basically just, like, something happened. He's no longer here. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't, I don't think there's any ever, like, uh, you know, great love story that you know, it was for the ages or anything. It's kind of like, Oh, you're a perv. Get out of here. Why is that teacher missing? Well, well, <laughs> you see, uh, teacher student relations. We don't mean it in that way. <laughs> uh, so this couple is the same couple we saw in Buffy's dream. Buffy has no sympathy for James, the student. Mm-hmm. Uh, she assumes that the, he's the ghost based on the level of violence. Yeah of uh, the poltergeist and she doesn't want to solve his unfinished business. She just wants to stop him like by force. And uh, what have I heard lines of the episode? The quality of mercy is not Buffy. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, At lunchtime, the food turns into snakes. Sorry for saying that while you were taking a drink of water. (laughs) Food turns into snakes. It's all of a sudden Halloween three season of the witch. I mean, I like like that they're eating spaghetti. (laughs) You're eating snakes, Michael. Very. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So many parallels in this scene. (laughs) Oh my God. That movie was insane. (laughs) 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 But you know, what's weird. I, when you said that, it registered... Oh, of course. I never registered that the food turned into snakes. I just thought, like, oh, there's just a bunch of snakes now. <laughs> like, I thought they could, just, like, dropped in some snakes. You know, snakes out of plane style. They're just, like, hiding until all of a sudden, a bunch of snakes. Oh, no, I was got it because it was, like, it's on their plates and stuff. Yeah. Well, that's made the snakes are hungry. <laughs> and spaghetti is, like, the perfect snake food. It's like, ooh, I'm eating a tiny version of myself. Why would you eat a tiny... Gingerbread men. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I've been proven wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love gingerbread men. Yeah, see? Okay. So in conclusion, snakes. (laughs) In conclusion, snakes. There's snakes. This is the more generic poltergeisty stuff that has nothing to do with anything. Smiter. Smiter. (laughs) I am Smiter, the mighty principal. It almost seemed like you were prepared for that one. <laughs> That's a character I've been working on. Is, I uh, appreciate the fact that when I trip over my words, to just go with it. <laughs> yes. yes. Great. <laughs> uh, Snyder meets with the police chief to decide how they're going to spin this one. 
sewer backed up. <gasps> yeah. This is the more uh, more believable yeah. excuse. Yeah. <laughs> you have to explain why are there so many snakes in that sewer? I would imagine there were there. a lot of snakes in the sewer. Not like that many. <laughs> Not like they're all just like waiting just below the drain line. Like, hey guys, that's true. A- there would be way more like snakes crawling up your toilet if that yeah. were the case. <laughs> oh, so uh, have fun with those nightmares, listeners. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say have fun peeing from now on. <laughs> toilet snake. <laughs> Uh, so it's clear that these two know about Sunnydale, mm-hmm. Sunnydale's paranormal problems and have been working together to keep the public in the dark. And I love that they foreshadow the mayor! And then they talk about the mayor. I'm so excited. Uh, so, um, yeah, this threatening figure of, like, I could tell the mayor on you. Yeah. Like, oh, no, like, don't do that. Yeah. Oh, I love the mayor. I, he's coming. Yeah. We got, like, three more episodes. Willow, having done more research, tells the gang there's no pleasing this ghost. They have to do an exorcism on the school balcony. Okay, so this I don't I don't get how she comes to this conclusion. First, they're like, we have to solve his business, and he's mm-hmm. like, there's the only thing we can do is an exorcism. Like, yeah. what happened to the sweet? Huh? I I almost feel like it's her being vindictive in that like. He doesn't deserve to have his business solved. He just needs to be like. But this is Willow. Away. That's not Buffy saying this. This is Willow saying the only solution is the mm. final solution. Which, by the yes. way, Holocaust. What are you? What is? Yeah, that? that's a weird <laughs> line choice. I feel like <laughs> there was no other way to phrase final that. Solution. Yes. Like, and like, like, I get that for like, Xander's that's from a Jewish character. Like, that's right? really weird. It's weird. Like, I get, like <sighs> that's all to serve Xander's joke about like we have to nuke the school. Yeah. But that's not what I think of when I hear final solution. Yeah. Yeah, that's real like, dark no, guys, for no, no good reason. No, 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 no. There's, it's not like, oh, this adds like a texture to the story. That's just like, that's a really weird, very inappropriate thing to kind of bring we, up. We only ever use that phrase in history class in a non-joking manner. Yeah, yeah. I remember hearing once there was a um, a siding business, like sides of houses that okay. failed. Because they called it the vinyl solution. No. Oh. Oh. And that even that may not even have been a, a spoof. That could have yeah. just been like really face value. Like, oh, this is your solution. This is you your get solution. some vinyl on there. Oh no, guys! Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Ooh. That's kind of undeserved. I feel like someone should have been like, just change your name, and yeah. we will just change give you the all- last word. Yeah. Just the vinyl hut. Sure. Done. Drusilla has a vision of trouble coming to Buffy, so Angel rushes to get a front row seat. Okay. We had to find a reason to be in the school. Yeah. Bottom line. Yeah, that's one of those ones where it's like, it's not great, but I'd, I'd rather this than like waste two minutes of screen time to give a more coherent reason for this to happen i will say like they've been him he's been wanting to kill her for a couple episodes mm-hmm. she's been waiting to kill him for yeah. a couple episodes like he could just show up and i'd be okay with it yeah. i don't need an excuse the same way that like several times throughout this season angel just shows up to try to kill one of buffy's mm-hmm. friends or her yeah yeah I mean, it could be as simple as like oh i saw that she's by herself in the school i think that's a good time to strike yeah yeah at the school, Giles is trying to contact Jenny. Aww. As the gang sets up for the spell, the poltergeist starts fucking with them. Yeah. Why are people allowed in the school right now? Because, like, they just had the big snake scare. And it's not school hours. I feel like when you just had a big snake scare, like, you keep the school closed. Well, who else is there? 
Jaws and them, like it's like the, it doesn't seem to be like the school's on lockdown at all when there's oh. been like several murders and a snake outbreak. Like, I mean, I think in theory, anytime after dark, the school's supposed to be on lockdown. Yeah, that was definitely the case in my school. I know mm. because I always forgot my textbooks at, at uh. school and I'd have to, like, I got on the first name basis with the janitors. I was like, let me in. I forgot my math, th- my math book again. Good thing they weren't um, Sunday all janitors. It would have been real creepy. Right. So I just kind of assume Giles has keys and like lets the kids in or they know a way to. But the front door should not be unlocked for the school. It's time yeah. back. No matter what. Snakes or no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in general, I, I understand more. Yeah. When there's not like a snake murder situation going on, a teacher has t- keys so sure. that they can get in. What I think is weirder is that there are still snakes in the cafeteria. Yeah. That's and, like, why. Cause, they like, just left they... them. I would like, if you leave them, they're going to like. Slither away. They're going to go <laughs> Just, all over yeah. the school and be a bigger problem. Clean them up while they're all still in the cafeteria. And I, I guess we're supposed to imagine that like more snakes were produced, I guess. because It's just an ongoing problem. Yeah. And in which case, again, close down that school. Snakes... I still don't think animal control would leave. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, very, it's very odd. Yeah. So Buffy sees the teacher dancing with a rotting corpse. Cordy goes to fix her makeup and watches her face disfigure. Is it burns? It's disfigured and yeah, is it rotting? It, it seemed very quick. Like maybe they're just like, oh, this makeup effect didn't turn out as good as we thought. Let's cut real yeah, quick. Yeah, it looked like boiling to me. Again, like Buffy's vision makes sense. Yeah. The boy is a rotting corpse mm-hmm. at this point. But Cordy's doesn't. I think it's just generic like poltergeist. Like I'm going like to mess with you stuff. stuff. A hand reaches through the floor and pulls Willow in. Luckily, Giles is able to pull her mm-hmm. out. Again, generic shit. I don't like it. She finally reaches Giles by saying, Jenny could never be this mean. Aww. And he says, I know. Yeah. We know that this is, this is not Jenny. They finish their spell, but it clearly doesn't work mm-hmm. because they're attacked by a swarm of bees. Yeah. Bad CGI bees. Yeah, several problems with the end of this. Well, before we get too far past it, there's like a weird point when they're doing like the magic or whatever where they seem to use... This weird, like, frame cutting shot. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Where it just looks really kind of stuttery and weird, like it's a full motion video game from the mid 90s. And just for one shot, I don't know why they do it, like to suggest that a ghost is watching her or that, like, something magic is happening. It's just, if, if you guys are going to watch this again, Watch out for this part. It's right around here when there's like the montage of crazy ghost stuff happening, but uh, right before the bees uh, or wasps. Again, why wasps? It, it just seems like a very odd choice, and I I can't explain it. That I and mean, the snakes more more sense to me than than that that shot. <laughs> yeah, you sure the the DVD didn't just skip? <laughs> I think I I think I saw it when I was watching it on Netflix and when I was okay. watching it on DVD. So okay. it was it wasn't like. If it was a DVD thing, then when they transferred it to Netflix, they, they took it off the DVD wrong, too. They used specifically the same DVD. Yes, they used the, the DVD I was watching to transfer to yep. Netflix. It was very odd. Very know. important, man. Yeah, I, I don't know how I got the master DVD for <laughs> Buffy Season 2. As the gang tries to formulate a new plan, they discuss what James's ghost wants. Forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Buffy sees the parallel of James destroying Ms. Newman in a rash act of passion mm-hmm. and Buffy turning Angel into a vampire because of a rash act of passion. She decides to go back to school. So this is interesting to me because I always, I guess, wasn't paying super close attention to this part because mm-hmm. I always had it flipped in my head that she saw Angel hurt. She saw James hurting the 
Ms. Newman mm-hmm. as a parallel for Angel hurting her, but it's the yeah. opposite. She's yeah. blaming herself for mm-hmm. Angel, as she knows him, yeah. dying mm-hmm. uh, and, and jealous coming to be. Yeah, I think that's a really nice turn that the episode takes that you wouldn't necessarily expect, especially since in the the ghost scenario, you think like, oh, well, the guy who does the killing, that must be Angel. Right. And if you don't think about it, like, that's just what you're going to think for the entire episode until this comes around. Like, oh, okay, I see now why she would relate more to the motivations and actions of his character rather than the teacher. Right. Yeah. So I think that's a really nice little twist. Although I do have to say, why wasps? Because they're assholes. They don't contribute anything to society. Bees at least like do the whole pollinating honey thing. Wasps yeah. don't do that. They're just assholes. Yeah. I guess I guess it just seems like a weird choice, whereas like snakes seem very like primal, like if you're going to conjure something, a snake seems like something that would like conjure. Sure. Or, but I feel like if you're going to go with a flying insect, flies seem like the the go to supernatural. Like mm. in lots of different horror. But movies. But like while flies are gross, they can't. They wouldn't like they wouldn't drive you, you out of the school. Yeah. I like, think if there's enough of them. I mean, it would drive me out of the school. <laughs> um, but if you were super determined and yeah. it were life or death, like you could maybe find a reason to go in there. I guess. They might bite you and that would suck, but. I mean, they could like suffocate you just by like flying in your mouth. You know, stop it. I More know, nightmares. Fly. <laughs> Perhaps I'll die. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, so I also think this is interesting because we've, I mean, we've seen Buffy feel guilty for not killing Angel mm-hmm. and blaming herself for Ms. Callender's death. And and she did express guilt right after Angel turned of like, I shouldn't have had sex with him. Yeah. That was a stupid decision, but not to this degree. Mm-hmm. And more specifically here, it doesn't seem like she's blaming herself for other people dying at the hands of Angelus. She's mm-hmm. blaming herself for Angel's death. Which I, I I feel like is a natural way to feel. And I, I like that this is basically her admitting that she's been feeling this guilt in right. order to kind of let it go. Yes. It's it's really, it's I think it's a really true feeling that you would feel and yeah. touching mm-hmm. um, and powerful. Yeah. So when she goes into the school, the bees part way for her, but just her. Mm-hmm. James needs her to reenact his mistake. So Buffy's going to get shot, right? Uh-oh. This always ends with a girl dying, yeah. right? Angel's in the school. <laughs> Buffy is playing James's part, and Angel is Ms. Newman. What? So the genders are reversed from every other way we've seen it. This definitely became a, was a surprise for me the first time I saw oh, this. Oh, yeah, yeah. This does sound a lot like their old fights. Buffy says she loves mm-hmm. Angel. Angel just wants her to have a normal life. I mean, that, yeah. they straight up had this fight mm-hmm. before he turned. Yeah. I mean, they, it wasn't quite as 50 sounding. Sure. I don't think they used the word bitch, but pretty much the meat of the fight. Sure. Same. A person just doesn't wake up and stop loving someone, except Angel did. Whoa, 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 what? That's the first time I caught that one. Mm-hmm. Buffy pulls the gun on him. And like, this is the first time we see that James shooting Ms. Newman was an accident. Yeah. She didn't meet. I like that that's a reveal yeah. too. Like, we, we all knew, we knew that it ended with James shooting Ms. Newman. Mm-hmm. But we didn't really see that part of the janitor shooting the teacher. Yeah. And this, we see it very clearly. Buffy did not mean to pull that trigger. Mm-hmm. And the, the way they cross-cut between the, the 50s version and now makes it like super-duper clear. It's not just like, yeah. oh, maybe Buffy's showing through that she doesn't want to do this. It's like, no, 
the kid didn't want to shoot her. He just accidentally shot her because he was pointing a gun, and he's a kid with a sure, gun. Right. Yeah, I, I I really like that. that I really place. like it, and, and it makes him a sympathetic character again. Because yeah. as much as like you feel for this tragic couple, until mm-hmm. now it's been like, yeah, but he still shot her. Yeah, which yeah. is a gross overreaction. Thank you. <laughs> That's the word. Um, and then like, and oopsie daisy with the guns. Like, well, this is why you don't bring, you know, guns to school or guns you know, to uh, romantic arguments. Sure, leave that thing at home. But, um, yeah, so it was an accident. Buffy shoots Angel. Yeah. She goes to the music room where oh. we know that in history, James went there to shoot himself. Uh-huh. But because Angel's a vampire. I love this. He could survive the bullet and the fall mm-hmm. and play out the part of the story that the ghost needed in order to move on. Uh-huh. This is so smart. Yeah. I never saw this coming the first yeah. time I saw it. And it, the more I think about it, the more it's like, God damn, they thought that that mm-hmm. through. Yeah. It's so smart. It's such, it, it, it reminds me a lot of the, uh, the way they got rid of the blue goo demon where like, you know, it got, uh, into angel and then angels demon fought right. it. Like, it's just one of those nice, I, I, again, I love it when they use the rules set up for these magical creatures and, and abilities in a way that's untraditional and just kind of like, it's like, oh yeah, that would do this. That would have this effect. It's, it's just really, it, it makes the world feel a lot more interesting. Yes. So as Buffy goes to shoot herself, Angel takes the gun away. Aww. But this is also what Buffy longs to hear from Angel. Aww. I killed you. Whoa. But it was an accident. It wasn't your fault. I never stopped loving you. <laughs> so we all want to hear Angel say that yeah. to Buffy. As they kiss, the spirit comes to rest. And mm-hmm. Buffy and Angel are themselves again. Uh-oh. For a second, Buffy thinks that Angel with a soul is really back. Oh. But he shoves her and runs away. And I love how he, he almost seems to be like spitting out the kiss in his yeah. mouth. It's just like, Ugh. God, this is so well done. Yeah. All of this. From, yeah. from the moment of the ghost and Buffy hearing what they need to hear in this moment. Yeah. And uh, by the way bawling just a terrible (laughs) emotional mess in front of my computer oh just the the worst ugliest cry but like and like part of it's like sad because Mm -hmm. she didn't get to hear this the other part was happy because i needed to hear this you know like i want them to have a happy closure Mm -hmm. god the shot when they first pull apart after Mm -hmm. they kiss that like it's like a half a second. It's mm-hmm. not very long. But in my mind, it is such a long moment. And the look that they have, her like desperately longing, like so hopeful. Mm-hmm. And him, it's subtle. Like yeah. his face barely moves. Yeah. But it goes from Ms. Newman mm-hmm. under a spell to yeah. Angelus at his most rageful. Yeah. So subtly, but mm-hmm. so perfectly Oh my god, how do yeah. they do this? It's so good. It's so good. Well, you know, um, in interviews, uh, Jess Whitten has said that this scene, Angel as Miss Newman, um, that, that whole that whole scene that we're talking about, is what led him to say, like, oh, oh, this David Boreanaz guy can lead his own show. Oh, excellent. Yeah. There, he was this like, is like his audition. Basically, yeah. Like, without him knowing it at all. He was like, oh, yeah, because he was able to, like, be vulnerable and play something very different from either of the versions of Angel that he's played. Mm-hmm. And it was like, 
Yeah, I've been kind of thinking about it. I mean, he didn't say this part, but I, I just imagine him going like, I've been thinking about doing a spinoff. Yeah, I think this guy could probably pull it off. Sweet. That's a pretty nice. It's another thing to kind of make this episode a little bit more special. Yeah. I mean, I know that like people often poke fun uh, at David Boreanaz, at Boreanaz and his his acting ability. His his broody, brutalicious. His broodiness and failure with an accent. But I mean... I just pointed this episode and be like, maybe not every episode yeah. is his best. He yeah. definitely has points where I'm like, uh, buddy, you're acting mm-hmm. real hard here. But, oh, God, this is good for him and yeah. SMG, like yeah. the both of them. And like, and I don't mean this, this sounds like a really backhanded compliment, but I mean, I just feel like he's an actor who has very specific strengths, maybe not as much of a range as some other actors or like actors we've seen on the not show. Not everyone is a Daniel Day-Lewis. Exactly. And that's fine. You can still be a great actor. There are actors that like make a huge living and are famous and beloved and they basically play the same person every time. And like he, he can do a couple things really well, but maybe not everything. And this is an example of like, oh, he's able to actually show this vulnerable side really well here. Yeah. Maybe an Irish accent isn't his forte. Maybe not. Maybe not that. But I mean, he also like does like Evil Angelus really well. Yeah, I like like, I like his acting most as Evil Angelus. I think. Me too. I I agree. Like the brooding kind of gets to me. Yeah, and it it, and it feels very one note most of the time. Mm. Um, It's very much why Angel is very similar to the show Frasier in that it's not about the main character whose name is the title. Mm. It's about everyone around that character bouncing things off of him and that's what makes it interesting sure so here's um something that i always thought was supported by the episode and on this watching i realized that it was in my brain the whole time but maybe not like it it could be either way so early on they say the ghost has to be james Mm -hmm. because he needs the closure he needs to be forgiven he's the violent one my theory is it also could have been ms newman yeah, I mean, it's it's weird because I almost like forget that they have this whole thing about who is the ghost because it always just seems to be like, oh, it's both of them. They're both the ghosts. I see. I always remember it being that they they go through the whole episode being like, it's James, right? It's James. It's clearly James. And at the end, they go, oh my god, it was Ms. Newman the whole time. Bum bum bum. But they never say that. No, no. And um, but like as much as he needs to be forgiven, mm-hmm. I feel like part of her needed to save him yeah because it's not that like it's her fault that he goes and shoots himself Mm -hmm. but she wanted to save him to tell him that he's forgiven and that she loves him Mm -hmm. needed him to hear that yeah yeah because like if you really think about it yeah they they both die horribly but he in a way gets to finish his business by killing himself which granted not a great way to finish your business but like he had the utility of the agency to do something Again, killing yourself not the best thing, but he kind of finished his business by doing that. You could make mm-hmm. the argument, whereas she didn't get a chance to even say anything because she was actually shot and fell off a balcony. And, you know, I will, she, I'm not saying this is accurate, but I'm saying mm-hmm. she probably or her spirit probably blamed herself yeah. for lying and saying, I don't love you. Exactly. Because it drove him to this. Mm-hmm. Her, if this was her ghost, her mm-hmm. being able to live this out through Angel, she's now able to say, I really do love you. And it might make more sense that the zombie stuff you see is usually him, right? He's like yeah. the, the zombie version the, and the like hand corpse. looks more masculine. Yeah. yeah. And that would make more sense if you're like haunted by what you feel like your part in this, the, you know, 
the death of you and, and mm-hmm. your lover. It would make sense that you're haunted by a corpse, you know, a dead like vision of your lover. If you're the yeah. one who's, who's the guilt doing of the seeing them yeah. in this de- de- uh, decaying state. Yeah. Which uh, I do have to say, I did like the zombie makeup. It seemed mm-hmm. kind of like Tales from the Crypt, which I liked. It does. It yeah. Fe- it felt very appropriate to the, you know, a 50s ghost. I like that yeah. kind of aesthetic. Yeah. Back at the mansion, after Angel and Drew run off to hunt, Spike stands <laughs> up. I, I this is a, an awesome scene where it's like sooner than you think, but but but. But I always feel like they're, and this is something literally every time I have to remind myself this doesn't happen. I have a clear memory of it; it doesn't happen. But I always imagine there's an extra kind of like very weird esque twist where as he does that. He hears them coming back and quickly has to get back into the wheelchair. <laughs> right? Like every time he kicks that wheelchair off, I'm like, you gotta want to keep that close by. Yeah, buddy. like if they come right, what, what if, if they, they forgot like their hats? Right. Or something. <laughs> they come back. Oh, forgot my hat. Yeah. Oh, like, oh, what are wait, you you're standing? standing? Oh, okay. Um, cool. I know this now. Um, I guess the only advantage you had, me not knowing that you could stand, uh, kind of gone now. Right. Um, I'm gonna go, uh, screw your girlfriend and, uh, suck on some people's blood. <laughs> I mean, and at this point, I'm always like, I'm not quite sure what the advantage is here. Well, I think it's just it, there. There is a tactical, st- strategic advantage to them thinking that thinking he's that, weaker yeah, than less, he is. The, yeah. yeah, it's the surprise attack kind of thing where it's yeah. like, you don't think I can do anything because I'm stuck in this wheelchair. I'm not actually stuck in this wheelchair. So at any point, I can do something that you thought was literally impossible for me to do. Right. So what's the lesson in I only have eyes for you? To forgive is an act of compassion. You forgive someone because they need it, not because they deserve it. Also, don't bring a gun to school. Also, don't bring a gun to school. Probably don't sleep with your teacher. Yep. It's probably not going to end well. And if you do have to sleep with your teacher, which... Keep it a secret until you graduate, and then you can live happily ever after. Exactly. Or if it doesn't work out, you know what? Just, you know... Part amicably, and yeah. it'll just be an interesting story. Like to I tell. even if you fight and you yeah. say bad things, like calling her a bitch, if you didn't bring the gun to school, yeah, then it would just been a real big tiff you guys be had. A, a sucky day, yeah, but you'd move on, and you would have gone on to create a great siding vis- business with a terrible name. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to put "I only have eyes for you" back on the shelf and open the books on Go Fish. Sunnyvale's high schoolers are partying on the beach to celebrate the swim team's victory. Oh, yeah. The beach? The beach. They, I mean, they're in California. I get But it's another one of those things where just every other episode in the first couple seasons above, it just seems to introduce some giant geographical element to the town of Sunnydale. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, yeah, there's probably like an airport and there's a giant museum and there's a zoo and nine cemeteries. And I will beach. say that it is nice to not be in the bronze right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a new set piece. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I see you had that thought. My first thought was, oh my God, if I lived in a beach town, I would do this every single night. Well, I guess this thing Bonfire. is, it, it feels so weird that we're, we're like a couple episodes away from the end of the second season. Is the first time that we've seen these high school characters hanging out that at the beach that's apparently right nearby. Right? I'd be there all the time. Yeah. It seems like maybe I, I think I would have even been okay if it was like, yeah, well, it's an hour drive, but look at the beach. Like 
but a bit a bit clunky, but it would make a little bit more sense to me why like we've never seen the beach before. Do we only ever do this one other time? I'm thinking of like them playing football with Riley on the yeah, beach. Yeah, I think I, I I remember looking it up and there's I think it's literally two, maybe three times they ever referenced or seen on a beach. Interesting. In Sunnydale. I mean, I would say that probably filming on the beach is really complicated. Like, you yeah. gotta shut that shit down. Yeah. No, I, I'm not saying, like, I think it's necessary that they had to shoot at the beach all the time. But it just seems weird to have a beach near town and not use it. Right. And not have an explanation why. I guess maybe they just don't go to the beach a lot now because like those gill men might show back up. Yeah, I mean, ugh. Yeah. Ooh. So Xander does not feel the same way I do about the beach. He doesn't like it because he says it's nippy. Those Aww. of us who live in a colder climate disagree. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah, I, I get I get upset. Not just like, oh, that's silly. I get upset when somebody says when it's, you know, 60 degrees, like, oh, it's cold out. Like, it is Shut not up. cold. Shut you reserve that word to like <laughs> 45 or below. Yeah. Wait until we start getting polar vortex and they're like, by the way, when you're outside for six minutes, you, <laughs> you will die. <laughs> you will die. I'm like, mm, that, you don't, uh, do you get that in Sunnydale? No. Yeah. And shut up. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a bit nippy. Not when you're like, Hey, if you bring your dog out, it might die. Great. Pee in the house. Yeah. Just pee. I will clean it. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna lock you in the bathroom. Just pee wherever. We'll fix it later. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> fix it in post. <laughs> that is not how you use that. Wait, what? <laughs> Life's not just one big movie. We're not in a Truman show. No, there isn't a camera in the lamp next to you. I don't know what you're talking about. Buffy's admiring the big blue with Cameron. Another rando dude. I it's I literally thought, wait, is there a big blue demon in this? Oh no, you mean the ocean? <laughs> the big <laughs> He's into Buffy, but we've never met him before, so he's definitely gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> Although that didn't happen last episode. The guy just kinda walked away and never came back. A couple of swim teamers trek off down the beach after bullying Jonathan. Oh. But hey, prison break helps out. The uh, one of the swim team guys is also the lead in Prison Break. Okay. So whenever he does something, I'm going to refer to him as Prison Break. Do it. Good because they're interchangeable. So I have a hard time kind of. Oh, you don't remember a walk to remember? Oh no, he's no him. I have very uh, <laughs> clear notes on. <laughs> so into that movie as a high schooler, oh. I haven't seen it in years. Probably has not stood up. Oh, a walk not to remember. <laughs> a walk you don't want to remember. <laughs> um, so one of the swim teamers smells something bad, and then we see his skin separated from his body, and a first fish person run into the sewer. <laughs> Which is, why don't you want run into the ocean, buddy? Yeah, it's, the ocean's going to smell better. Yeah, like that seems like a weird instinct, buddy. Unless, wait, I'm trying to do the math. Was there already a fish person at the school? Is the first one. Okay. So, yeah, that doesn't... I thought maybe, like, oh, well, if there's already one, then he's going to meet his buddy. But no, that doesn't make any sense. Why he he knows not to swim without a buddy. Aww. He needs to wait for a buddy. And then he can go. Also, he just ate 30 minutes ago, so he shouldn't go yeah. in the ocean. He's a peel and eat murderer. <laughs> Willow's still teaching computer class. Snyder bullies her into passing a swim teamer so he's oh, eligible to compete. By the way, my notes prick. definitely say edible to compete. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Just in case you were uh, wondering about my spelling abilities. Nice. Edible to compete. <laughs> yum, 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 yum. 
Uh, <laughs> I think you misunderstood the term bytes. Like computer. computer bytes. <laughs> okay. I was like, when did I say bytes? <laughs> Uh, but this whole scene makes me really like this is where I'm on the same page with you of like hating Snyder. Funnily, like not enough with like the Buffy stuff because even though it's ridiculous, like I almost see a point there. Whereas like this, I feel like you know this is morally wrong, buddy. Like you know there's no justification for like oh well he doesn't really need to do anything because he's on a swim team and that's like a real life thing maybe that's why it gets me so upset mm. of like you no know, just pass him he doesn't need to do his work or learn anything it really upsets me but I mean, like so in in college like the um the athletes just took like the really easy mm-hmm. pass classes there were certain cl- courses that you knew like take take christian marriage because mm-hmm. you will get an a although i feel like that almost makes me more upset if, like, this was supposed to be an easy class and he's not even doing the bare minimum for an That's easy class. That's my next note. You have to lie to get a D? Yeah. A D. In a computer class where, like, granted, maybe it's not super easy to get an A, but I feel like most of those kind of things, especially back in the day, if you, like, attempted to do computer, yeah, you would have gotten a passing grade. It's like following directions. It's not even, like, yeah. math where you have to really understand it. It's mm-hmm. like, click on this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. To get a D... No. And hi- I mean, come on. Buffy's hanging out with Cam, who is a cartoon. He's Ridiculous. He's just a cartoon. First off, he can't stop composing a love letter to the ocean and oh, swimming. Boy. No one talks like this. <laughs> Although I will say, like, I do know the type of person that thinks they're being really poetic mm-hmm. and they're just spouting nonsense. Yeah. There was a guy I went to college with where we all joked about with truth mm-hmm. because he would like say a paragraph that never had a complete sentence in it, but it was all about like how theater is truth. Okay. And he would just say that a lot yeah. and we're like, you're, you're, you're saying nothing. Yeah. There is nothing, but it would just like it would be like, so truth got it. Like he'd start talking. He was like, wait, can I, can I guess truth? <laughs> Maybe. What is truth? <laughs> But it, it does remind me a lot, the character of just one of those people who, no matter what, finds a way to talk about what they love mm. in great detail, no matter if it has any relation to what's going on, and they will not stop talking about it. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, yeah, that's like on Bones, when uh, Bones, when it's like, who was talking about Bones? Yeah, no, I may do that with Buffy, like, all the time. <laughs> Uh, so the next cam is asking if Buffy's wearing a bra. Just out of nowhere. He interrupts her to say, are you Smooth. wearing a bra? This is not a line guys use, right? Like, I've never... This no. is not a thing. I've never heard of this. I've never had another girlfriend be I like, mean, don't you hate that thing how guys are constantly asking if you're wearing a bra? That's the kind of thing you might say as you're, like, starting to make out and you're like, oh, maybe we're going on to the next step. Although hopefully... You're kind of figure out. Do I out. have to take this thing off? Yeah. Just um, feel for it, buddy. But it's not like, hey, nice to see you. You wearing a bra? Like, that's not This is like basically attractive. Your boobs look saggy today. Yeah. <laughs> Did you forget to wear a bra? Your breast does not look lifted or separated. <laughs> uh, so then he locks her in the car <laughs> <laughs> so he can get all gropey. Oh, bad, bad choice, buddy. This, I can, I mean, that's something that probably happens yeah but like no i want to touch your bits and you're not going anywhere but just i don't know his lack of smoothness is like really 
Yeah, it's it's really weird. It, it's it kind of it turns funny because it's Buffy. And you know she's gonna get out. It would be horrifying if it was anybody else. No, like if this were Willow, I'd be terrified. Yeah. I'd be like, get out, get out. But now it's more like, oh, you dumb dumb. <laughs> You're such an you ass, dummy. And I can't wait for what's coming to you. And this yeah. is another instance. I can't of wait sh- for you to be a fish, right? <laughs> Really? I love how this show is so satisfying in that you get to watch a little girl beat up misogynist all the time. (laughs) You're like, oh, yes. Anytime someone's like kind of sexist, I'm like, Buffy's going to kick your ass. (laughs) At some point. Or or at the very least, like you're going to get eaten by a monster. At the very least. Karma will get you Mm -hmm. in the form of a monster. Buffy breaks his nose. I love this. I like the economy of movement, too. Like, she's definitely evolving in her Mm -hmm. fighting skills. And that instead of being, like, something elaborate, she's just like, wham. Yeah. Nose broken. And just, like, the look on her face of just, like, condensation. (laughs) She's like, I'm getting real sweaty. (laughs) Condensation and um, disgust. Just She has a really great look on her face of, like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And like, ugh, you're disgusting. So except Snyder sees it, and mm. all he sees is that Buffy attacked Cam. Yeah. He blames her. Can you blame me? Look at what she's wearing. Ooh. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Break his nose again. Yeah. Seriously. Uh, the school nurse, who is played by Conchata Farrell. Did I say that right? Do you know? I don't know the pronunciation. I know that I've seen that name. Okay. I had yeah, to look up her name because yeah. I don't. I I didn't it's not a household name but you immediately recognize her she's done a lot she -hmm. was an Aaron Brockovich Two and a Half Men Mr. Deeds Edward Scissorhands every TV show ever she has like the longest IMDb page now in this one she gets killed by hickeys when her body is floating spoiler alert she dies in the the pile of fish her bloody marks just look like brown circles that aren't like it doesn't look like bites. It looks like they like sucked on her and a bunch of blood came out. So they're like giant hickeys. That's how they killed her. Gross. Yep. They do kind of look like big leeches. Yeah. So I kind of see the sucking. Well, on this episode, remind me a lot of uh, a classic X-Files episode. Uh, I forget the name of it, but it's about the fluke man. And it's this uh, basically the DNA of a person in a fluke, which is kind of like a leech type creature. Yep. Uh, gets... Uh, melded together so there's this crazy like sucker creature that's going through the sewer system and killing people and actually it's a very similar ending where they both kind of like if you find out they've been released kind of into the wild oh yeah so maybe they'll hang out buddies (laughs) they can join kanye west from that south park episode yeah i was swimming down there trying to hit on ariel and she's like no thank you (laughs) i'm gonna go crush on this random earth dude (laughs) That's the only reason she wants legs to get away from those assholes. Yeah. <laughs> and then Cam <laughs> criticizes what she's wearing because of that sea. Yeah. <laughs> Are you the wearing a bra? Shirts. Yes. It's a sea. Yes, literally all I ever wear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love how this episode is nothing but tangents because this episode just like of the show, it's just like nothing happens. <laughs> so there's fishmen and they, and they go away. <laughs> So what's the lesson? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're not done yet. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, the gang is in the research. Or <laughs> 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 in the library. Are we done? <laughs> Are we done yet? The gang is in the right. library researching. Dodd's remains were found, and they're trying to figure out what ate him like an Oreo. Although it's weird. Maybe it's just because I've seen the episode, so I already know the twist. But it always just like it first registered to me like, 
oh, that guy became a fish. Yeah, it really, I was going to say, because I originally wrote in my note, in my notes as I was watching this, like, dad becomes a fish. Oh, it's, I guess it's not supposed to be that he became a fish. It's just skin and fish monster. But it really does look like he shed his skin and became a fish monster. And it's not like, oh, you know, fish famous for eating the insides of something and leaving the skin. Right. So it just seems like a weird thing that they all assume. I mean, I guess it's it's also weird to assume that they turn into fish, but it's also like there's not a lot of things that just eat the insides and leave the skin, and it's sunny <laughs> though. Weirdest fucking insides. That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> so have you seen uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have not. It, it, does this what the creature from the Black Lagoon does? I'm trying to find a justification for it. No, the creature thing. from the Black Lagoon just kind of hangs out and occasionally kills people. Um, <laughs> okay. uh, and then in the sequel, Clint Eastwood has his first on-screen appearance as a oh. random scientist. Neat. Um, uh, later, Cam is in the steam room. Then he goes for a snack but smells something bad. Xander's down the hall and hears Cam scream. When he investigates, he finds Cam's skin and then the swamp monster. Mm-hmm. Dodd and Cam were the two best swimmers on the team. Buffy theorizes that Gage, all these names are just like bro dude yeah. names that I'm like, you all are the same person. Gage, flesh, ham bone. Like, <laughs> same I don't care. person. Gage, the, just the one that we're going to see the most, yeah. we'll say. He, I, uh, prison break? I'm, I'm going to say. Oh, is that prison break? Kind of skinny, bald head. The one that like Buffy ends up protecting for most of the episode. Yeah, the bald uh, head dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's Prison okay. Break. He's the prettiest one, though, at least. Oh, you should watch Prison Break. He has very feminine, but I literally mean that. He's got very feminine features. <laughs> Prefer being named Gage. Uh, so Buffy thinks he's going to be the next victim. Willow thinks Jonathan's calling forth the sea monster to seek revenge on the team for bullying him. She questions Jonathan and tries to get him to admit that he wanted revenge. So crack him like an egg. <laughs> Instead, he admits to peeing in the pool. Oh, that's so petty. It's, it's a, kind of adorable. Also, everyone's doing it already, but yeah. I'm sure. It's, it's like <laughs> such a petty thing. It's like, I'm going to pee in the pool. They'll never know. It won't affect them in any visible way. <laughs> but I'll know. Literally, they'll never know or yeah. care. I think this is the the most time we've spent with Jonathan, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, this is de- like, when he goes from being like that dude we see occasionally mm-hmm. to like an actual the dude that almost dies when right. they need somebody to almost die. Buffy's trailing gauge. Badly. Ooh. He calls her out in it, and she comes clean. He doesn't believe her. Yeah. That she's a swim groupie? <laughs> I mean, there are those in this school. Cordy would be one. I guess. But it's definitely not, like, no one would believe Buffy's one. She's Especially when girl. it's like, you just broke the nose of another swim team guy. Like, why would that be a good cover? No. Gage leaves the bronze, calling Buffy a bitch. And run. Prison break. I, I, You're doing me wrong. Don't do that in this show. It's gonna karma's gonna get you. Uh, runs right into Angel in the murder alley. Went in the murder alley. <laughs> in the murder alley and called a girl a bitch. <laughs> do like, bad things, man. Don't oh do my those. God. Angel attacks but spits out Gage's blood. Yeah. I mean, it was. I like that's, that. That's nice. That's Although legit. it does feel like very arbitrary that Angel's just like, I'm here now. <laughs> of all the, I mean, like this makes it seem like he's creating an army of Buffy's former classmates mm-hmm. to like eventually drive her crazy and kill her like of all the yeah. if he like made Which is a, a whole, good plan sure if you're gonna make a whole bunch of vampires mm-hmm. to like eventually swarm and attack buffy and like specifically people that she knew yeah great except it never gets it never happens it never gets brought up again yeah like i think he lines like i'm recruiting so like oh that's cool yeah. 
No, he's not. No. He he. It's like one of them tasted bad. It's like screw this plan. Yeah. <laughs> Which brings up is uh, Angel allergic to shellfish? I, no, no, it's not the fish part. It's the steroid part. The steroids his make him blood is fish. tainted. No, I I don't think it's about the fact that it makes him a fish. I think Angel spits out his blood because of the because his blood is tainted. It's not pure. It, I, I, I think it's allergic to fish. I think it's the PSA part of it. Hey, don't do steroids, or else you'll be immune to vampires. We'll get into the whole PSA oh, thing because that's coming. Uh, Buffy comes out looking badass, taking the pick out of her hair to use as a steak. Oh, like immediately, nice. thing. Oh, love mm-hmm. that. Also, like those picks, the chopstick things used mm-hmm. to be a style back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Angel throws Gage at her and runs away. Buffy pieces out, but suddenly Gage wants her protection, which Aww. is adorable. I yeah. also like this. Suddenly he's like, okay, you're right. Please protect me. Walk me home. <laughs> yeah. At swim practice the next day, Buffy's still trailing Gage, who makes sure she's still with him. He stops yeah. swimming. Like, are you there? Good. Safe. Aww. She theorizes to Willow and Cordy that maybe Angel sped out Gage's blood because of steroids. Bum, bum, bum. So that's a big problem. This was a big problem with Nice, right? This was a hot button issue. Steroids. Yeah, it felt like one of those ones that was like, well, this is a comfortable thing to make a stand on because it's not like anyone's going to argue against it. Mm. But I like literally never heard about anybody I personally knew doing steroids. Me neither, which may just mean they were good at hiding it. Maybe. Sure. My school was not really great at sports, so I can't imagine that anyone was happy. If, if they were using steroids, they weren't using <laughs> they them properly. Doing very well. I think this was a big, less a high school sports thing and probably more of a bodybuilding thing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it de- I mean, it, this had to be a, it, maybe it's not that it was so much of a theme, but just the people didn't understand how bad they were because it did seem like there were a lot of these PSAs. Yeah. And this is 100% what this episode is. It is very just obviously a psa they're not trying to be subtle here at all like why would anyone do that yeah he's taking steroids but those are bad for you here's all of the health uh things that can happen because of steroids like badly written just so lame badly acted like in the all the ways that buffy and you know obviously i like the lessons that buffy teaches us Mm -hmm. and all the way they that it does that subtly yeah and by leading you there without saying it outright, this one is like, what the fuck, guys? And another thing I don't like in general about the steroid type things as a message is it's such a specific thing. It's like the amount of people that are affected by it. I'm sure there are people affected by it, but it's like you have to be an athlete who is so dedicated to like winning that you will use illegal, unsafe means in order to get victory. Like, yeah, we should not want steroids, but it's like, that isn't a message that matters to probably 95% of people watching anything. I th- this have must have been message. a big, I mean, cause like I'm also thinking about that Ben Affleck thing. Yeah. I, this must have been a bigger deal I guess. back in the day that like, I, I, it must be like, I, the way I view smoking mm-hmm. now is that like, it's kind of ridiculous that we have these anti-smoking ads because if you don't realize that cigarettes yeah. are not good for you. I mean, if you're smoking cigarettes, you know, they're not good for you. Yeah. You're choosing to do them anyway. Yeah. I feel the same way about steroids. Exactly. You, like, if you choose you know, to do that, you know. you know, the health problems you're choosing to do it anyway. You, if you're going to cram these lessons down someone's throat, it's not going to work. These people already know this. Yeah. Xander, so Xander joins the swim team. Uh, He wants to spy on them from within. Undercover, not under much. (laughs) So he comes out wearing a speedo. Yeah, shocking the girls. He looks pretty good. He's he does well. I mean, like for someone who's never, almost not never, almost never a sex symbol in this show. He 
he pulls off a speedo very well. Yeah. He is in much better shape than I thought he was under all the plaid and Hawaiian yeah. prints. Uh, I laughed out loud at the gag where Willow tells the others that Jonathan peed in the pool and then Xander dies in. <laughs> laughed uh. out loud. Later in the locker room, Gage smells something funky, Uh-oh. which we know means something bad will happen. He screams and Buffy comes running. She finds the fish guy. He's just kind of hanging out. He's just standing. Yeah. He's just like, uh, I smelled it too. I'm, I'm here for you, dude. Yeah, like, I know I, what's going to happen. Do, I'm, just, I'm just standing here, guys. I'm going to ease your transition for you. Uh, but Gage also seems to be in like physical pain. Mm. She watches Got him. cramps. He, he swam too soon after eating. Yeah, right? Don't do that. Another PSA. <laughs> she watches him rip off his own skin to become a fish guy himself. You could say he's prison breaking out of his skin. Stop it. Uh, well, now he's, he's indecipherable from the other one, so that was my last one I could get in okay, under the wire. Sure. <laughs> no. no, we're done. So first off, the effect, good. Like him ripping off the... That yeah. was gross. That was yeah. gross. I didn't like that. I'm not I supposed... think the Gilman look is actually pretty good. Yeah. Like, these things yeah. are terrifying looking. They look... Yeah. And they, they look enough like Creature from the Black Lagoon that you know that's what they're kind of ripping off of, but not so much that it looks like... You're just straight up ripping it off. It also, like, they can move in these really well. So yeah, it's not like. They're well designed. Yeah. And it's different. It's very different than anything else we see. It's not yeah. generic demon. This is like, the wall. very much fish. Yeah. So they fight. One bites her. They flee down into the sewer. Buffy and Giles inform the coach that his team is turning into monsters. All the boys have symptoms of steroid use. Mm hmm. But the coach isn't admitting, admitting to knowing anything. Yeah. This is the scene where they're talking, they're getting really. PSA yeah. and the coach must know is he the one providing the steroids and I I thought at first there was going to be this really fun twist of like oh the coach isn't in on it this is really cool because it's like who is doing it? oh it might, maybe it's the nurse or maybe it's just them by themselves it's like oh no the t- coach is totally doing it yeah oh okay so the one interesting thing about this episode is gone now yeah Buffy and Giles go fishing in the sewer with a trink gun while Xander's trying to pry information out of his teammates in the steam room, not subtly. Yeah. Like, really not. Shane West, from A Walk to Remember, mm-hmm. informs him that it's in the steam. What? That's why this school has a giant steam room. Yeah, my school did not have a steam no, room. No. Well, I'd my never... school didn't have a pool. Yeah, my school... I think most schools don't have a pool. Maybe if, like, you get a pool that's, like, a steam room is kind of attached. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, a lot of bigger schools yeah, have I've, I've a pool. Yeah, I've heard I mean, like, yeah. there's, swim teams are a thing. I just went yeah. to a very small school. Mm-hmm. The coach and the nurse are fighting. She wants out. He wants to win. So he feeds her to the fish boys. Oh, no. Or they give her a bunch of hickeys and then leave her be. <laughs> yep. And then she goes floating because she's taking a nap. Which is like a big waste because then it's like, you know, most of her is just kind of sitting there. Yeah, like they're hungry. I mean, not very. They're like a bit peckish. Yeah. Xander tells the others about the fishy steam room. Get it? Yes, I get it. (laughs) It's also fishy. I'm so so proud of that. How come you get to do puns and I don't get to do puns? It's like you were so proud of it. (laughs) I'm so proud. It's like a cat bringing in a dead mouse. Like, see? See what I did? See what I did? It's like, whoa! He's worried that he's going to be turned into one once, twice, three times a fish guy. (laughs) That's the line I always think of when I think of this uh, this thing. This episode. It's barely an episode. I'll call it a thing. Yeah. And it seems to just like run by it fast and not in a good way of like, oh, it's really moving on. It's like, oh, wait, that's it? Oh, I guess there there are some fish guys. Yep. Buffy re-questions the coach. 
This, see, this is the other part that's weird. So she questions the ghost once, and then she goes back and questions something. The structure of this is just what? It's just it. It just seems so like slapdash of like they spent all the the time and effort like designing and perfecting the fish sheets, and they're like, oh, I guess we have to have an episode around these, right? Put Xander in a speedo that'll distract them. Yeah, <laughs> the fact that we don't have anything to say or do in this episode except for a lame PSA. Where are the Gorge Brothers when you need them? <laughs> they could like have done something there's nothing else to do in here i guess a vampire cowboy versus a fish would be nice to see <laughs> great so the coach says he got the recipe from the soviets who wanted their swimmers to be better <laughs> why the soviets and like and it seems to be like oh so this is a science thing or is it soviet magic right no that's what I, like the soviets didn't figure out so he added magic the, what i get from this so there's a really interesting documentary on pbs yes about soviet fish guys now um <laughs> about uh the west berlin was oh yeah, yeah yeah about them in the olympics and i remember seeing an ad for that yeah, yeah dosing their um athletes mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, it's really interesting and doing it without the athlete's knowledge. Yeah. So I feel like somebody saw that documentary and was yeah. like, Buffy version. Yeah. Eh. It just seems very muddled and like they don't do anything that's interesting with it. Okay, it could be interesting. It really could yeah. be interesting, except it's not. So the coach forces Buffy into the sewer. This is the worst part. Ugh. Nurse Greenlee was their dinner. But boys, boys have, have other needs. needs. So in case you didn't catch the subtle implication here, um, we're looking at a potential gang fish rape. Not just rape. Not just fish rape. Gang, gang fish, fish rape. rape scene. Awful. And this lighthearted, fun, one-off episode. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm sorry. Screech like, everything to, the, to a halt. Excuse me. way too intense. Gross on so many levels. Yeah. Cordy and I'm still stuck on that game. Oh, oh, oh my oh. God. Someone save her. It's the whole mantis thing, like a lot less uh, and, disturbing. And this isn't just like, like horror movies, scary. Oh no. That, yeah. And this is just like, no, no, never this imply, never yeah. imply that. Oh, yeah. Cordy and Xander are at the pool. This is good. While her back is turned, a fish person jumps in. She thinks it's Xander. And she actually has this really touching, well-done monologue where she feels guilty that he joined the swim team to impress her and that she'll still care about him even if he is a fish. And it's okay if he doesn't want to be with her because he wants to be with fish girls. But it's not Xander. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I I like the, in theory, this this scene and this bit. I feel like it felt a little bit rushed and like there Mm. wasn't. I, I felt like the turn that Cordy takes was way too sudden and like I think it's it's literally a thing of like it felt like they had to shoot it really quick so like they didn't get enough takes enough coverage or something because it, it's not like I feel like oh like Christopher Carpenter did a terrible job it just feels like oh they didn't like do this right like see I like it because up until now we've seen her be super shallow and like maybe we don't like Cordy as a character because she doesn't seem to have real feelings for Xander and like this just kind of proves to us yeah. i mean there are real this couple is weird and they fight mm-hmm. a lot but there are real feelings yeah. here and like look how this seemingly shallow person is actually a really good person and i i agree i like the the message of it and the idea of this scene i just feel like the execution isn't 100% for me okay uh, Giles is locking up the swim team in the library. Why? Why? 
If one of them turns, it can eat the others. And I, he even kind of acknowledges it. Uh, we'll find a cure. Uh, so, I mean, like, I, I, so this is to keep them from escaping mm-hmm. if they turn to fish. I, this, this is a bad plan. Yeah. Like, I guess lock them up separately. Yeah, I guess it's just like we don't have enough cages resources yeah to like lock you all up separately just they have shackles and shit right i mean go to oz he's got a whole bunch of boxes of shackles go into his torture dungeon buffy fights the fish people in the sewer while xander fights the coach lemon butter sauce i like that line i don't remember that line um, I forget exactly how he says it, but uh, he just makes some comment about like, uh, yeah, it's almost uh, as if you should have some lemon butter sauce. It's just like, oh, that's that's fun. <laughs> uh, just as Buffy's surrounded, Xander's able to pull her out of the sewer. So we avoid gang fish rape. Oh, thank God. The coach comes to and knocks out Xander. Buffy trips him and tries to save him no. from falling into the sewer, but can't hold on. I guess those boys were still hungry after all. Whoa, whoa. Or, or they still or have other needs. Boys have other needs. Because <laughs> that choreography did look a little unconvincing the way they attack him. So if they're not like eating him, maybe mm. makes a little more sense. Oh, no. Because the next line is, those boys really love their coach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's canon now. <laughs> canon. Step of approval. <laughs> okay, so the gang fish rape happened after all. Yep. <laughs> Great. The boys take to the ocean yep. and <laughs> really weird whoop. shot cinematography. Because this whoop. is another whoop. stop. <laughs> you sound like Mario Brothers swimming. That's what it looks like to me. It looks like a fish <laughs> level on Mar- Super Mario World. Uh, it, this just reminds me of the. Kanye Kanye West gay fish on South Park. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but this is another scene that, like, cinematography wise, it does not match the rest of the show. No. Like the weird sunrise or sunset sunrise, yeah, and it's really know. cheesy looking. Like, I guess this is like a happily ever a- like. Is this happy that they they or, loved like, menacing of like, ooh, these guys are out there, they're out there. But like, they really loved the ocean, and yeah. now they get to be. I wish it could as a happy ending of like they really oh, wanted those to go fish to the guys ocean. Get to go to the ocean. They love that thing. I think the fact that we don't even know if this is supposed to be happy or menacing is a big point against this episode. I mean, <laughs> so much. So let's, I mean, this episode always shows up on, like, my list of, like, the worst episodes of Buffy. <sighs> yeah. And it's, I mean, it's definitely down there. I will say it's better than I Robot You Jane because at least there's some <laughs> funny character moments. Yeah. There's some humor in here mm-hmm. versus, like, the high melodrama. Yeah, and like the stuff that's like so bad it's good, I think is better here. And there are like yeah. some cool moments and effects and that kind of stuff. Whereas I wrote about Eugene, it's just like, oh, that Minotaur suit. Ugh. And then, I mean, but this is another PSA where the other one was like, internet dating is no. dangerous, and this is steroids are dangerous. I just feel like that's not a good route to go for a Buffy episode to have such like generic PSA type messages. Yeah. It never really works this out. This is that not well. saved by the bell, guys. No. I mean, what's the lesson in Go Fish? Don't take steroids. I'm, yeah, I, don't I think that's pretty obvious. Bad. Also, stay away from uh, fishmen because they may eat or gang rape you. Any, anything else you want? Um, I, I really have nothing else to say. This is, I mean, if you're looking for episodes to skip in season two, this is right up there with some assembly required. Yep. Very skippable. But how about we uh, take a, a lighter turn and go a little international? Buffy Tapaja, Vampirit. Ernie Dragon, das Rhein de Fleisch Canoe. 
future rifle international i only have eyes for you some of these are actually like decent alternate titles finnish possessed by past um i think mm-hmm. it's yeah you know makes sure. sense yeah german a little wackier a demon named love okay it's not a demon it's a ghost he- okay keep going because then i have a question and then the french one very literal the night of the sadie hawkins dance wow I mean, that's, that's just the first spooky. line from the summary. Yep. <laughs> um, I Obviously, I only have eyes for you. The English title is um, a reference to the song, which mm-hmm. we didn't talk about when we talked about the episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. The um, song that's playing it's, yeah. when they're dancing in the mm-hmm. classroom and then later when James kills himself is I Only Have Eyes for You. Which is a bit of a, a gaffe because the song wasn't released until 1959. Ah, good researching. Mm-hmm. Bad researching on... Buffy yeah. producers parts. Did they not play that song in the episode? Like, why wouldn't they just translate that title exactly? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's like they they couldn't get the rights to like do the non English version, so they didn't want to have like an English title to just translate it. I don't know. It uh, seems weird. Yeah, I just I just feel like because that one comes straight from that song, mm-hmm. you yeah. you know, let's you know, it's a very direct reference, right? Let's just title the episode, Get Away From Me. Don't Walk Away From Me, You Bitch. (laughs) People might think it's an Aliens episode. (laughs) Uh, So then, uh, Go Fish. French, again, super literal, The Fishmen. True. Yep. Brazilian, uh, Portuguese, the the title is Let's Go Fish. I think that's a little bit more inclusive. Let's Go Fish. Come on, guys. (laughs) I think German has the best title. Of course. The Secret of the Fish Monsters. What is the secret? Let's go fish. That there are fish monsters, I guess. Or where they came from. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what the secret is. They're not very secretive. They're just kind of like hanging out around the pool, doing laps and mostly just hanging out. They only kill the one person who's fed to them. Right. Yeah. And possibly the coach if, you know, other things hadn't happened. On that note, (laughs) it's time to celebrate Buffy's badassery with this week's Slay of the Week. Okay, death counts. So we've got the nurse, the nurse from Go Fish, kind of the coach, the even coach. though that was an accident. Yeah, and we, we again, maybe he wasn't killed. Maybe something else happened. Uh, um, and he killed himself. Yeah. Then we've got uh, the two lovers exercising the ghosts. Mm-hmm. Sure, and their their initial deaths. Sure. Okay. Um, you've got the janitor killing the teacher. The teacher. It's weird. I mean, like, I'm just going to say there aren't any, like, real slays. Yeah. Like, Buffy doesn't, like, I'm going to slay this monster at all. No. And nobody's like, I killed a vampire. It's interesting that we go two weeks in a row of her not defeating the bad guy by slaying something or even fighting anything. Yeah, really. She doesn't even fight anything. No. That's not a complaint. I just think it's it's weird. It's a weird scheduling thing that these two are right in a row. Yeah. Yeah. So for mine, I think this... Might be a cabo, but I think because it's kind of a sleigh, it's kind of a death, but it's not. And it's the coolest, um, one of the coolest things about the episode. I'm going to say Angel as the spirit of Miss whatever her name is being shot and then not really dying. That's my sleigh of the week. Similarly, I guess not the exact same thing. I was going to say the two lovers being exercised by the kiss Mm -hmm. because I just can't say enough about how good that moment is. 
Yeah, and I, I, yeah, and I think that 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 episode there, I feel like we ragged on it a little bit just because we had like nitpicky things. But overall, I feel like that's such, such a great. It's episode. one of the best episodes ever. I mean, yeah. like really, it's in it's in some of my top lists. And like so clever towards the end and how they it's deal so with all smart. the not only like the the plot elements of the ghost and how that gets resolved, but how that affects the characters and their mm-hmm. arc and their journey. I it's think this really is one well of the done. smartest episodes. Like even, mm-hmm. you know, aside the ones that are emotionally just, and this is emotionally yeah. draining. I yeah. was wiped after this. I don't know how I'm going to watch Becoming. Like I'm, I'm just kind of dreading watching Becoming because I'm going to have to have a lot of tissues on hand. Uh-huh. Besides the like really emotional arc episodes, it's just so smart. It's yeah. just really, really the whole idea of it, the way it plays out. And all the twists seem very organic. They're not like, ha gotcha. It's yeah. like, oh, that's cool. And that yeah. adds to the story as opposed to like taking away. Right. Uh, I would say the, the consolation prize for Slay of the Week is not really a slay, but Buffy breaking Cam's nose is really yeah. satisfying. Um, so Cam's nose is the <laughs> Slay of the Week. <laughs> there you go. Thank you for tuning in to the Sunnydale Stacks. Please like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Sunnydale Stacks. To ask us questions or share your own opinions and memories about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher and join us next time when we dust off Becoming Parts 1 and 2 when we get lost in the Sunnydale Stacks. Gonna do that. Mario swimming. Whoop whoop. We need to give you swim lessons. <laughs>